0: when I lost my dad that's when I was like I needed to do something a bit more meaningful I really love my job um I still do I still love graphic design but I wanted to connect with people and kind of also like face my fear of you know when you when you want to do something and you're like oh I don't have time I'm not going to do it and I Mm -hmm. felt like when I lost my dad it kind of gave me that inspiration to just go and do it but before I went and do it I did the um the silence meditation retreat so I stayed in the temple for 10 10 days learning to meditate and that's I've experienced some incredible things and and I just wanted to I also like travel around a bit just um in nature and I felt like it was a good time to kind of combine everything together, you know, the meditation side, um, the nature side and the creativity side. But instead of just like being like, "Ooh, I've just launched a business. I didn't want to call it like that. It was more of like a, a project, something that was like an experiment and bringing my friends together in one place, bringing my first mentor together and and like getting people to meet and share what I've learned, share my journey, share my story was really fulfilling. Nice. Um, so that was that was the beginning of leafage. The Creative Jungle podcast is all about
1: speaking to and learning from inspiring entrepreneurs, creatives, and well-being experts. You'll hear about their non-conventional lives and journeys, what they have learned, and what tips and recommendations they have so that you too may be able to live a more creative and happier life.
2: We hope that if you take just one thing from this podcast, it is a practical tip that you can implement into your daily life to make things a bit happier, more creative, or even just a little more inspired. The podcast is brought to you by us, Diana and Sam, a couple who co-founded MYO and Creative Jungle Company, which are all about bringing creativity to life and business. That's at MYO London, and at creative jungle co on instagram we've helped tens of thousands of adults get creative in our arts and crafts classes with a range of creative kits, or during our creative thinking workshops could, could you, you be, be next? next
1: be sure to click that subscribe button so that you can listen to future episodes and check out the previous episodes too okay now to saddle up let's, let's go, go. Today on the podcast, we have the lovely Kay Supamas, founder of Leafage, which has the lovely mission of improving well-being through nature, through their hands-on and creative terrarium workshops, DIY kits and other curated products, all dedicated to bringing the outside in. Kay puts it wonderfully on their website when she says, Leafage was born from the simplest of desires to connect, inspire, and cultivate a love for the world around us.
2: Check them out on We Are Leafage. That's L E A F A G E. Weareleafage.com and at We Are Leafage. So, Kay is an ideal podcast that's all. Podcast guest, I should say, that's all about creativity, well being, and happiness. So, welcome, Kay.
0: Hi, guys. Thank you so much for having me. So excited to speak to you guys today. Oh, yeah, I know. it's a pleasure. Yeah, been so following lovely. your
2: journey since you got started, basically. So, yeah. actually, it's been so nice to see how see far it's come. And it's always lovely looking at your Instagram uh. and website to see how careful and so Nature-y. like
1: calming and jungly and leafy. Everybody check out our weird Leafage. It's just so nice on your eyes. <laughs> Thanks guys.
2: Um, no worries. So usually on the podcast, we start a little bit with the backstory mm. to give a bit of context um, about the guests and the journey they've been on. So here comes quite a long winded question. Um, so your journey to date has been underpinned by creativity from studying visual communication and then doing a master's in book arts and publishing design and applied arts. I think I've messed that up a bit. <laughs> and then working in graphic design at the designers guild for a number of years and now setting up and running Leafage with all that in mind what was the journey pre-Leafage like to you Mm. and what does creativity mean to you?
0: Um, So I've always been really creative and I managed to I was an exchange student when I was 27 27, (laughs) 17, sorry. Sorry. And that's when I got to study graphic design and I knew from that second, I wanted to be a graphic designer. So fast forward, I was a graphic designer. Um, I actually studied graphic design for my first degree and I did a major project on helping beginners uh, do the plant shopping in Thailand. Oh interesting. I forgot about this. Okay. This was like, a like years ago. And um I had this frustration when I was shopping with my mom. And I was like, you really have to rely on the um the sellers. So I created this project um as a major project back home, trying to solve this problem. And I, I completely forgot about it. So I feel like you know, growing up, I've always been interested in gardening, and then now that I started working um, as a digital designer at Design Guild. That's when I learned how to kind of, you know, sell things online and do all the email marketing and everything like that. So all of that combined together. Then I launched Leafage. So I feel like it's been quite um, quite an unexpected journey, but everything kind of adds up together, you know? Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. That's <laughs>
2: yeah. It's a hard job to be in well every job has different difficulties and, mm-hmm. and good points but like doing graphic design it's like that it's a hard job like trying mm-hmm. to articulate a brand um, oh, a or a message through it yeah
1: yeah and have Dif- you found that um with leafage I mean I know you're going to go into how create what creativity means to you but we found that with leafage that you feel like your graphic design skills can be more free or more play? I don't know. How do
0: you find using your graphic design skills in your business? Um, I think I definitely have a lot more control on how I want things to look. Yeah. Because we've already got the the brand guideline and everything. It makes it easier. Mm. But when we were planning on the brand guideline or the brand strategy, we want to make sure that everything is kind of timeless and, and classic and contemporary and fun. You know, so I feel like we can be really creative, but within the scope and kind of follow the brand, you know? Definitely. I mean, and does that is that how you view
1: your creativity almost like it's it's best it's best let loose within guidelines or framework to work with? I know this uh,
0: Ooh, good question. <laughs> I wouldn't say so. I feel like creativity is what we need because these days we have you know we can automate things we have systems Mm -hmm. but creativity is something that you can uh, you you can do without a limitation Mm -hmm. and I think that's the beauty of it and it's the same with what you guys do at um where you are so I wouldn't say that I would put a, a box around creativity and that's the beauty of it
2: Mm. Yeah, no, no, that makes Thank a lot of you. sense. Yeah. Um and I kind of that brought us nicely up to setting up leaf, leafage, mm-hmm. which I know stemmed mm-hmm. from the, the sudden death of your father um in 2016. Um, and kind of that seemed to have sparked the idea more of like get out in front of people, do meaningful workshops, let people relax, get a bit happier. Um why, yeah, why? Why did you decide on well-being and nature stemmed from that? Because it's so great to put the energy, I guess, of of something like that into a business and doing good. Um, and and what were the early days of Leafage like,
0: like? Yeah, yeah. So when I lost my dad, that's when I was like, I needed to do something a bit more meaningful. I really love my job. Um, I still do. I still love graphic design, but I wanted to connect with people and kind of also like face my fear of. You know, when you when you want to do something and you're like, oh, I don't have time, I'm not going to do it. And I mm-hmm. felt like when we lost my dad, it kind of gave me that inspiration to just go and do it. But before I went and do it, I did the um, the silence meditation retreat. So I stayed in the temple for 10, 10 days learning to oh, meditate. And that's, I've experienced some incredible things and and I just wanted to, I also like travel around a bit just um, in nature and I felt like it was a good time to kind of combine everything together, you know, the meditation side, um, the nature side and the creativity side. But it, instead of just like being like, ooh, I've just launched a business. Yeah. I didn't want to call it like that. It was more of like a, a project, something that was like an experiment and bringing my friends together in one place, bringing my first mentor together and and like getting people to meet and share what I've learned, share my journey, share my story was really fulfilling. Nice. Um, so that was that was the beginning of leafage, really. yeah, yeah. I th-
2: think you you've put it in a nice way in terms of looking at it as an experiment. Yes yes there's like a fail-safe device with that which is really good it's mm. like experiment for everybody who knows if it's going to be successful but I'm going to give it a go mm. and everybody yeah. goes with an open mind whereas mm. if you're like yeah. yeah I'm launching this business next week there's a more serious and kind of you can it can be less enjoyable I guess when you launch yeah. it, take it yeah
0: yeah for sure <laughs> and I think like when you call it a project it's kind of fun it's already yeah. fun it's like back at uni and you yeah you can try things out, and you can get your friends involved. But when you call it a business, it's a bit like, oh, if it doesn't make it, you feel a bit like, oh, your ego is a bit bruised, you know? Yeah, yeah. definitely. Um, you're like my business hasn't made it. Oh, this experiment hasn't worked out. Never. But I think in, it's such a good
1: life view anyway, calling yeah. something one big experiment because the <laughs> way that is what it is. <laughs> <Absolutely.
2: Yeah. laughs> I'm interested to hear more about two things. One is the meditation thing mm. you mentioned, because that sounds really cool. Something I'd like to do. About the 10 days ago. I haven't done tons of meditation stuff. So what was that like? And I know mm-hmm. also early in the journey, you did, was it the escape school? You yes. would escape the city? Yeah, um,
0: escape the city, yeah.
2: like A little bit about those two. Mm, we'd love to hear. Okay.
0: Um, so the meditation, we stayed in a the, in the temple, all wearing white and no makeup, sleep on the floor, get up at four, and then you start praying from like... Five, so you kind of you know have an hour just to set and everyone comes together. You start praying and then you listen to the the Buddhist teaching and then you eat at eleven and that's the only meal you have until oh, the next day. So you kind of fast, you know, in the in the afternoon and then you just spend all afternoon learning to sleep, meditate, or um, walk or sit down. But it's just all afternoon, just being with yourself.
1: Basically
0: okay. Okay. You <laughs> in, don't silence. Speak in silence. I mean you can You can speak to other people But if you want to be um Silenced and you have the sign Of like you know I'm practicing Silence meditation So you're not So people would know And yeah. if they see the sign They weren't trying to talk to you And then in the evening You have another Buddhist teaching And there's this I really want people to try to like I don't know Maybe give it a go When, when you have like the struggle in life um i started listening to the buddhist teaching during my work hour as a graphic designer just just having it in the background and that's when i came across you know people like tony robbins and self improvement but it all stems from listening to the buddhist teaching and yeah. i think that was like it's like a really nice transaction transition Yeah um, into the self improvement world. Wow! Um, yeah,
1: well, from the source in a way from like a, <laughs> yeah from the modern day was,
0: versions of
1: it. I guess
0: yeah, yeah. It's really nice. Um, Sam and I know you asked about the Escape the City. Oh yeah, I did that when I was um working full time, running leafage part time, <laughs> doing Escape the City. Oh my god. It was so intense, but it was the first <clears throat> kind of the first experience into the startup world. Yeah, and my friend, my actually my friend who came to my first workshop recommended me Escape the City, and she was yeah. like, "I think you'd be you'd fit really well in this community. Give it a try." yes yeah. so um, I sign up, and I think it was like a ten weeks course. Really intense. <laughs> yes.
2: Was Ben uh, Keane doing it? Was he leading yeah,
0: uh, Ben Keane wasn't there. It was Johnny Johnny Miller. But I've met Ben Keane. Yeah. I met Ben Keane on the, the first session before I joined. So that's how I met Ben. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and did you enjoy it? Like, oh, what, what kind of two key things did you, like, really take away from it? And, yeah, how did you find the experience doing something so intensive?
0: Yeah, so learning about the MVP. Yeah. minimum viable product yeah. and I was like okay you've never heard of this before yeah. <laughs> um I love that though like I love testing the assumption and if it doesn't work then you can kind of tweak it because I feel like most of the time we could spend weeks days months on something without testing mm. so that was like the key part from Escape the City I love mm. um a second part was just um, I think it's more like meeting, being in the same room with people who have the same mindset and the same goals. Because yeah. sometimes like having your, being entrepreneur, can feel a bit like you're weird. Yeah, definitely. Like, <laughs> you know, like, why are you, it's just not a normal path, you know? So yeah. it was nice and refreshing to feel like I'm not the only weirder in the room and everyone. Yeah. And like, I feel like I belong. Yeah. And that was yeah. like, Great, you know. This is it. This is where it should be. Yeah.
2: Yeah, you know. How did you find juggling the full time and the, the side hustle? I guess with Leafage, yeah. Um, yeah. and was it long after you left Escape? You kind of jumped out into Leafage then, or what was? But yeah, what was it like before juggling both, and then what happened after Escape? Yeah.
0: yeah. So the first year I was only working on Leafage, like just over the weekend, and yeah. then we started. We, um, we did the first team building activity at Facebook I didn't even know what a team building activity was yeah. so I was like okay I'll just come into the office like host this <laughs> amazing feedback and then we started getting people being like oh do you want to come into the, the company like to host a workshop and I was like I've got a full time job you know I can't so I think the second year was when we started getting more inquiries so I had to Um, cycling to work with my, my laptop, um, every day for like six months. And then lunchtime, I'll go in to a cafe opposite work to just sit and like work replying emails. And then in the evening I'd stay at work from like five to eight doing leave it until they close the building. They kick me out. So then I get a lift with a security guy, drop me (laughs) at the station and then it just repeats, you know, so I was good friends with all the, or, oh, like, the cleaners is curious to go. <laughs> yeah. like the last one out, basically. All the time. I know. Um, but yeah. It's, Does it feel like, like work? Or Sorry. Was it? Did it feel like work or was it just? No, no, it was so fun. And I think I it was so fun to be able to, to apply what I, I do during the day mm. and then apply this to this project back then. And I was like, oh, and it's getting great feedback and, mm. and making the sales. And you know what it's like when you make sales and you're like, oh, my God.
1: Yeah, I completely know that feeling. Yeah. And for those who don't know,
0: what how would you describe a terrarium? Okay, a terrarium is a um, a portable miniature garden. So it mimics a real landscape. And you don't need to have, you know, any gardening experience. You don't need to have any, you know, a space, a garden outside. Um, so yeah, like a desk garden, miniature garden.
1: Ah, I really love that. That mimics <laughs> the landscape. I love that because I can already see how... Playful you can be, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Within yeah. A, a a a container, how yeah, how playful and experimental it could be. Um, and what is the weirdest thing people have put in the terrarium? Or oh, the craziest thing that you've seen? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god!
0: Okay, weirdest thing. <laughs> <laughs> I bought that ants. Like I'm putting that terrarium, and I was
2: this like, okay, like, really like, Can you put animals in really there? Really?
0: They yeah, were like yeah, there, like brought a bug, uh, uh brought a. Buck and my aunts From his From his place And I was like Okay Okay, (laughs) Like It's not weird But I was like Wow Okay You know That's cool That is cool That is cool That's cool And then Apart from that Then some people You know Brought like Dinosaur gemstones, but I feel like gemstones. nothing can beat ants, like the insects. I was like, "How <laughs> did you even think that? Like, no. you brought this home to put it in your terrarium." I, I oh, love. I that. thought that was impressive. That is impressive.
2: <laughs> I love when people come prepared to classes. Like they've either printed for us, is like print out the design or something. You're like I love it. Like they're really into it beforehand. And I've yeah. of, that was. What cool.
0: about you guys though? I'm I'm curious. Has, has, what's been the creative thing that? Oh.
2: I would, say, I would say there's a few dodgy objects at hand parties. Yeah. <laughs> I can't mention
0: on the podcast. I
1: think the weirdest <laughs> thing somebody has come to make, well, it's not even that weird. It's just very creative of them. Somebody wanted to make their, a cat scratcher, but from scratch. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, how does that work? Yep. Yes. Yeah. So they came with like a bit of wood and were like, we want to make. A cat scratcher So they're like Glue gunning Bits of fabric And like a, Sticking a board To it And like Finding random bits In the studio To add to their Like Cat scratcher I'm so cool Very random Because we,
2: we used to do Just kind of Come and use the studio And make whatever you like Yeah so, uh, There used to be a few Weird requests Yeah
1: um, I mean it looked really cool They made it into a big cactus But anyway You know what You should run that workshop
2: Yes.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's so true for all the cat lovers. You should run a workshop. I think yeah. it would be a hit. That's such a good idea. <laughs> but yeah.
2: Back to leafage. What just for everybody listening, what do you guys do now? Mm. Like what we've kind of talked about the journey journey early on. You did lots on the weekends, lots of public public workshops, and you started doing companies. That yeah, sounds yeah. like like Facebook. What a great client. Yeah, what a great first on.
0: client to have. Yeah. What
2: can people expect today?
0: Okay, so from the lockdown we then yeah. launch our virtual workshops and the diy kit because these diy kit were not available before the lockdown <laughs> before march of last year nothing of this was there oh, so, so um at the moment we're just focusing on the virtual workshops and and then we might start running the in real life workshops again but i think we're trying to find we're trying to find our feet with the um the virtual workshops and then Trying to build the system so the team can run this, and they can kind of step back a little bit more. Um, trying to get the the sales to be consistent, so then we can start outsourcing everything to a fulfillment company, so we can kind of run it digitally, and then you know, being being what we doing, what we do best, being creative. Yeah, <laughs> you know, so okay. that's that's kind of what you guys can expect from us at the moment just virtual
2: workshops and the that sounds really good yeah. I, I imagine it's quite hard shipping out glass in no matter how big or small it is mm. like you guys have quite big terrarium i don't know what you even call the glass on a ter- ter- terrarium. Uh, terrarium. You say terrarium uh, terrarium,
0: <laughs> terrarium. Um, how have
2: you terrarium. found that how do you yeah. package it up and say like it must be quite big boxes and mm. lots of stuff inside
0: padding yeah, so we do our best to not use plastic. So everything is, is recyclable. Mm. We use like a lot of like paper, um, packing paper. And then because we have like baths of soil and, and pebbles so that kind of comes as like a, a cushion and extra protection. Yeah. And then just lots of paper, but quite like a stiff sort of paper so they don't just like break. Yeah. yeah um oh but like yeah just dealing with plants and glass container I mean yeah. it's it's not easy but we've yeah. we nailed it, it. Yeah, like, we've cracked uh, it but you know. <laughs> yeah we've cracked it and, and like I had to do a lot of research to, just to see how other people do it watch a lot of videos mm. but at the moment I feel like we we manage managed that so yeah I feel like we're kind of ready to to pass it on
2: yeah
0: to the, next, to the center when when the time is right you know yeah oh,
2: that's really good
1: that's amazing just yeah. going back a little bit to your mission why do you think why is it why uh, why nature and why why do you think that plays such a big part in exploring your creative side and that piece about
0: well-being you know why why are you improving people's well-being through nature and specific um I think this comes back again when I was listening to the Buddhist teaching and mm-hmm. and we have this word tamat, which means like kind of like um going back to basic, like the back to nature. So if things are not going well in your life, that's that's what it is. If things are going well, that's what it is. So it's kind of like going back to like the baseline, you know, and I feel like with nature whatever generation we're in we're always going to be around nature surrounded by nature and I feel like when you're in nature you feel like whatever you're facing is so small and and things keep going in nature and I feel like that's a good realization so whatever struggle you're facing right now Mm. um just know that it will get better like the moon and the sun and the trees
1: yeah all that no I
0: absolutely love this and I can just
1: see this um actually kind of pattern through some of the experiences that you've described have been pivotal to leafage you know you're doing your first graphic design project on on a nature theme you know trying to solve <laughs> this problem of buying plants and you know yeah. And when your dad sadly passed away, going back to nature and then discovering the teachings and then how you felt, you know, being around nature and being with yourself. And then now all of this feeding into having a little piece of nature to always go yeah. back to on your desk or in your home, <laughs> especially with yeah. the lockdown when I guess... all all we had was going into nature every so often and when we weren't you know we realized how much we value going outside and Mm. sometimes bringing a bit of the outside in
0: yeah for sure and plus not everyone can keep you know things alive yes I I mean I struggle before leafage so I feel like a terrarium was like a good starting point for me to to keep things alive and this contain environment so then when you know you can start keeping things alive after six months or a year you start buying plants and then now we're surrounded by loads of plants at home which is so nice and I think that's something I want to share to people that you can do it if I can do yeah. it you can do it yeah, yeah.
2: Oh, that's so nice and just <laughs> to picture the amount of people because you've hosted tons of people, people now there. That it's in their home. They see it probably every day when they get up or when they go to bed or wh- whatever mm. the case is. It's really nice. Mm, it's like a yeah. long, very long-lasting impact for people. So like the workshop you do is great. Feedback's always really good. Then it's mm-hmm. like there's this thing that they'll appreciate that they've for a made. Long time. Yeah.
1: Nice. That is lovely. What is your proudest moment with Leafage?
2: You can't say it's yet to come. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, proudest moment is when we when we pivot, pivoted the business, because obviously March last year, zero income, zero yeah. income. Yeah. Um, and I couldn't get any help from the government because it hasn't been running for, a long, for long enough. Yes. So I was like, okay, what are we going to do? And I'm just so proud of, you know, like the team, the business, and like my friends and family around me, all my mentors and advisor that, in the end we kind of like launched this and and like are still going because I think even though we've been getting you know great clients it doesn't mean that it's like easy you know because you're so like I'm so positive I'm like yes let's go it doesn't mean that we don't struggle sometimes but it's just like using this tough time to just create something new and and not just me doing it like you know the whole team everyone involved and I'm so proud I'm so proud of us and that's such a good question <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, yeah that's so
1: nice that's so nice I mean it's question. amazing it's absolutely amazing and you've done it so and um, you've said it so eloquently you just from a bad situation and going from zero to something (laughs) and something that's growing. And, and, you know, it's a credit to you to have this wonderful team who's on this journey with you. Um, Mm -hmm. We've, you know, we definitely find that you, you can't do everything on your own. And as a founder, you're always like carrying all these not problems but challenges in your head and you're like oh what do I do next and having Uh, it's like okay cool yes we'll do this and you know we'll do this together and then seeing that months later as something that more you you can offer to more and more people is incredible
0: yeah
2: how have you found that I guess growing a team now versus Mm. because I imagine you start, you're doing all the workshops, you're very much there, you're seeing the impact. Mm. Uh, But then when it kind of moves on and the team gets bigger and there's other people potentially teaching, you're a bit removed from some of the functions potentially, although obviously keeping an eye on them. How Mm. have you found that? Has that been freeing? As in you're like, great, Mm -hmm. I don't have to do X, Y and Z? Or is it some people find it a bit more harder almost because they've said like, motivate people and still keep an eye on things and try and do the things that they're supposed to do. How have you mm-hmm. found that experience?
0: I find um, having a team member really rewarding. I love, you know, like teaching them yeah. what I know yeah. and then get them to kind of like, it's really rewarding to see the improvement from day one until like today. So I never find that stressful because I feel like once they get going then they can do the job, even sometimes better than you. Yeah. And I think as a um, business owner, you need to learn how to delegate. Yes. But to delegate really well, you've got to pay attention on, you know, the system, like all the onboarding information. So I I really love that. I, I enjoy spending my time doing all the hand, handbook, and then seeing them kind of get on with the with the task and then like growing as a person, growing as a team is is rewarding, I would say.
2: Yeah, mm. no, no, yeah. And I guess that's that can be the just for obviously the podcast about creativity, there is a mm. lot of creative solo entrepreneurs that never take that step to kind of delegate and like give them more freedom to Mm -hmm. do other things Mm. they kind of because there is that fear that oh if i'm not doing it it's gonna Mm. go totally wrong Mm. and it's gonna be a disaster Mm. whereas as you say if you equip people to succeed it'll allow the business to grow um, and it's really great to help other people grow as part of your journey as well
0: yeah yeah Um,
2: On each episode, we want to shout about a charity or social enterprise we are passionate about. Today, we'd like to mention Young Minds, who are fighting for a future where all young minds are supported through life, whatever the challenges.
1: Children and young people with mental health problems are at the heart of everything they do, and we believe it's a very worthy cause doing amazing things. Find out more at youngminds.org.uk. Now back to the podcast.
2: You've mentioned mentoring a couple a of times. times, yeah. kind of what, is there certain aspects of the business that you get mentoring on and kind of how have you found that, like the whole experience of getting mentors?
0: Yeah. So I, I first came across a mentor or this word mentor when I was like 27, cause I was uh, just Googling all this business event. So then I, I went to one and then she was like, oh, really love your energy, like really want to help you. Do you want to be um, you know, I'm a mentor and it's free to work with me because I was in this age range of like, you know, 16 to 20 or 30 when they were supporting young people. And I was like, oh, okay. So I I don't think I would I would launch leafage without my first mentor.
1: No.
0: Um, and it's like so nice to kind of, you know work with a few mentors along the journey because obviously from back then it was like okay the the first mentor and then you kind of grow a bit more and then you get the second mentor the third the fourth and i feel like now i'm on a netwest accelerator program and I, i i have my business coach and then we have um, a connection to all the mentors in different categories, and that's so nice because um, I feel like you know, once you've once you've got all the skills, then it's very like I feel like we should give back to mm. someone yeah. who's less maybe have less experience than you. Mm. Um, yeah. So I love I love mentoring and being mentor oh. mentoring someone.
2: Mm. Would it be fair to say then on that point because I know people or often yeah i want to get a mentor hmm. How do I do it? Because it can be, and lots of the podcasts I'm sure we all listen to are like just ask the person. Like if you think someone's good and they might be able to help, and you'd be surprised at who the amount Who's of people tennis. that will say yes, because yeah. they just like yeah. being helpful. Yeah. Have you done that route or has it largely been through accelerators and programs and workshops you've been on in terms of like getting that connection and and meeting up with people?
0: That's a good question. <laughs> I actually used to Google this, like, how do you get you know how do you ask someone to be your mentor and I had a conversation with my best friend yesterday um and so the way that I would do it I've got two routes so I've done it through the NetWest Accelerator program and then I've done it like on my own where I've seen a founder and I'm like oh my god he's incredible um he's started a few businesses and I really want to learn from him so my tips would be to kind of I would say reach out to them and then say something that they've done or a project that they've done, they, that, they've done that you read, my and mind can relate to, and and then link it back to your to your challenge. And then ask if they might be if they would be able to help. But I would just say ask three questions max, yes. um, and keep it really short. And you don't it doesn't have to you know it just needs to be something that they can read through, and they're like okay, I can kind of answer this in five. 10 minutes and not like, you know, they don't need like five hours or two days because then they don't even know you. So you want to kind of warm to them first and maybe before to start reaching out, you could connect with them on LinkedIn, um, follow them on Instagram, always like, you know, engage with them before. So they kind of know who you are and then you ask. So it's not like, who I like Sam and Dinah. I'm just going to ask them now. You've got to, you know, kind yeah. of let them know who you are first as well. Mm. Yeah,
2: you can't. Yeah, you, you agree? Have
0: to, do you, you guys agree? It,
2: I guess. Yeah, no, I totally agree. I like, I think, agree. especially on LinkedIn and stuff like that, because it's easy to add people. You get that sometimes. You accept an invitation, and then it's like, oh, can you do this for me? It's like,
0: who I don't oh, know, can't who do you with are. Those guys. No, yeah, like, why are you trying to sell me stuff first? I don't even know you. Yeah, I, I oh
2: yeah, I, I really agree with the strategy. About do follow them, make it make it personal to them people like hearing oh yeah I've read this and I really was impressed by what you did here and kind of if you happen to have time to help out with this or if you have any advice most people like Dan and I do that all the time Mm. we give advice to people The little bit of advice we can give yeah and we've a hell of a long way to go but it's kind of people like doing it but yeah if it's just straight up yeah give me this thing it's generally
1: you know, know. yeah so it's just being respectful as well yeah. of their experience yeah. their time you know as you said Jonas with this long complicated thing it's just a, a warm intro and a, oh I've, I've loved this you know
0: what what are your thoughts on this or quick advice on this and then yeah uh, like realizing. it's just a starting point and then you can always follow up after and be like oh after after you share this with me, I've gone and tried it. Yeah. And I just want to say thanks. Just, just kind of follow up. So then exactly. they feel like, oh, yeah, okay. And my advice was helpful. So they're more willing to, to kind of carry on sharing their yeah. advice, you know? Yeah. yeah I,
2: um, uh, oh, sorry. No,
0: no, I was just going to say, I think that's really good advice
1: in general. And you show that you've got uh, followed on feedback or followed on advice. It gives yeah. the person more impetus to help you some more. Yeah, yeah, for
2: sure. Yeah the last point I'll say on that is I think a lot of people underappreciate that mentors learn a lot from the person they're mentoring also mm. as in like if you're yes. just with your business I'm sure anyone out there would be like, I'd love to learn more about terrariums and nature and well-being like I'm going to get something out of this a bit as well so like mm-hmm. you can when you're getting in touch with someone you can pitch it a little bit like that is like cool i'd love to learn this i've seen you've done this i can also share ideas on this or whatever the case is yeah. because yeah. It, is. it can be a mutual m- mutually it beneficial be mutual, relationship. Really. Be. Yeah, it
0: should be yeah love that yeah
2: um, so kind of moving on to well-being Being, which yeah. i touched mm-hmm. on there a little bit like what's what's your weekly routine daily routine because i know you're a big I think every day three four things gonna get this done today like what's your your daily and weekly routine look like from a well-being perspective perspective. and health and just general getting things done in your business
0: yeah so in terms of well-being I make sure that I exercise at least you know twice a week need to move my body because I'm really like sometimes it's really hard to move away from your computer but if you plan like you know, cycling after work, that's quite fun. So then, you know, at least move my body twice a week. And then I, I have this thing, it's called the powerless. And I do the five critical tasks to win the day. Um, because once you win the day, then you win the month, win the week, month, year. So you're just focusing on today. But obviously, that's just kind of like a, a handwritten things on a notebook. Um, I would plan my week ahead. Every Sunday, just to kind of like, okay, what's everyone doing? Because you've got to be on top form as well if you're if you're like managing a team. So you want to know, kind of let everyone know what's what's happening. So I do that Sunday evening. And then this, this um, the powerless thing is just every day. <laughs> and I've been doing this for like since like November 2017. Wow. And I love it. So once you've done five tasks then you kind of write w at the top you win the day and, and you're like yeah. done, if you haven't done five tasks then you write down like L, like lose you lose and, oh. <laughs> and it, it's like it's kind of this is like so good because this really gives me like this self-belief self-confidence that i can count on myself mm. because it's really hard to to trying to get the external validation. It's really, I feel like it's key to have it internally. And this is like proof, you know, basically. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I love that. I love yeah. that. So do you look back and
1: go, oh, wow, yeah, I've done five days in a row or, you know, only you feel like, oh, January's just gone, what's happened? And you look back and you go, no, I
0: absolutely did this. And this, is that how you use it? um yeah I mean I don't kind of like look back but I just know that it's just keep me um focused and organized and it gives me motivation to just be like okay gonna win one more day and then I'll complete this week I don't know if I don't know you know if people would kind of follow this um follow this advice but sometimes it can be like oh we're just taking off like the list but it's a really nice feeling to know that you're you're you complete the task that you need to to complete in a day
2: yeah no I I think it's really like Mm. we Dan and I have been on a little bit of a journey with Mm. daily habits Mm. and all that stuff Mm. and just taking each day and just doing your best and being a little bit clear what you need to do Mm. on a daily basis it's so if you look at things in weeks or months if you just like you just don't get as much stuff done really. or you lose motivation or like if yeah if you do it on a daily but it just grounds you at the start of the day and like yeah. cool here we go I'm going to start with the hardest yeah. thing and kind of crack on with it and it just really it allows you to enjoy things more as well especially yeah. entrepreneur I would think because there's a million things you can do but you've committed to the five you've got them done you couldn't do any more that's Brilliant. that
0: yeah, <laughs> <I'll finish tomorrow. laughs> yeah. Do more But I feel like You know Once you're done The five Then you're like Okay Day's complete And and you can also Fit in things like You know If you're trying to Build a new habit Of exercise Or reading Put it on there Because it's just there You know Um, So then you can be like Oh god I haven't done this Like need to do it So it doesn't have to be Everything like Heavy and serious It could just be like Go to bed at 10 Or 15 (laughs) pages a day Just to kind of Once you build that That new habit after 21 days, then you're kind of like, okay, I'm good with this new habit now. Let's move on to the next one. Nice. Oh, I uh, really absolutely. like
1: that. So I really, really like that. For everyone listening, the power list is by Andy. Andy Frisella. Andy Frisella, you know him? Andy Frisella, yes. <laughs> oh I, I was I it does um that 75 hard. I know
0: you did that as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. I did I, was, I did not exercise twice a day like that was the only so i can't say i did it but i was like oh my god i i love that that challenge i love andy i know he spares a lot yeah (laughs) yes i'm really surprised that you know him because um you know i don't i haven't met any founders in the in the uk that know andy frisella
2: do we maybe
0: i just don't know enough people but i'm so I
2: feel yeah, like it's a good him. Yeah. I think Chisnall.
0: Yes, it's Alex, through Alex
2: Chisnell. Yes. It's through Alex Chisnell. hosts the podcast and we had him on this. And I, he's a kind of friend of mine. So he taught, he was doing the 75 hearts. So I could see. And he was doing the exercise twice a day. And he, he's in oh. his late 40s. I was like, I don't know how. he. <laughs> what was it? Exercise <laughs> twice a day, day, drink like two or three liters of water, meditate, or yeah. Well, yeah. Cult, Red,
0: um, read, read 10 pages. So there's like different different timeline so 75 hard is you exercise twice a day one's got to be outdoor for 45 minutes on each one um read 10 pages a day uh no sheet meals and then drink a gallon of water and then take a, a photo every day oh. of your progress and do it for oh. 75 days Wow! So, huh. cool. and if you fail on one day then you start again <laughs>
1: okay mm-hmm. what did you say about the meals no cheap meals
0: no cheap meals so oh, like you know uh, no alcohol no I don't know yeah, no cupcake
1: <gasps> yeah no cupcake yeah I mean it's impressive that you even what following that framework I think it's in, it's incredible it's so inspiring I try and do like a half hard <laughs> <you> know, <laughs> with the exercising I mean- <laughs> every day and- reading and journaling and even
0: that is hard to do yeah Yeah. but you kind of realize like when I was doing those programs it was like gotta go just gotta go out and do exercise you don't really have time to like procrastinate and I think that was it that what Andrew was saying you know you spend a lot of time like scrolling through social media and all this stuff so when you you've got to when you've got a list that like are critical to you then you don't have time to like you know yeah, procrastinate oh, and yeah. debate. Yeah, you think just gotta kind of like it. get up and do it. Yeah. I think
1: that's a really good tip. You know, I, I'll take it for me personally. I definitely procrastinate and dither and think of, oh, am I really gonna do this? <laughs> but actually, just having that list and saying, I'm gonna give myself this challenge and I'm gonna commit, mm. then takes away that indecision yeah. from
2: and people saying they don't have time it's a myth you have time yep. it's just you sort of have
1: time priorities
2: yeah. Yeah. like again yeah. when people yeah
1: yeah um, oh andy frisella and well-being Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> love him love him what
2: was the next question so yeah so well-being the you touch on your personal ones if there's any more to add to that feel free to jump in and then the other one was just in terms of why do you think it's important for people to to take care of their own well-being in the first place
0: um I feel like even just within the last 10 years a lot of people like I've come across this word like depression in Thailand we don't have that yet I mean it's a new thing so I feel like I don't know if that's something to do with technology social media where you compare yourself with other people their successes their looks their achievements um and I feel like it's so important to look after your well-being and you know you don't have to go and sit and meditate you know so I feel like connecting to nature is a good way to start but um and then you start kind of implementing that into your everyday life, like your self-care. I mean, you know, your self-care routine where you're like, you don't take your phone into the bedroom. I haven't I haven't taken my phone into the bedroom for over a year now. So it's like things like that, or you reduce your alcohol consumption maybe. Like I've been doing the um, cutting down alcohol for like three months now. And it's like, it wow. feels really good to kind of have my my head quite clear you know um so yeah i feel like things like that it's really good to look after your your body yes mm. so you're healthy then you can do whatever you want to do i guess yeah. you know don't yes. know, yeah.
2: no, it makes sense
0: absolutely absolutely
2: yeah. uh, i mean question?
0: it sounds
1: <laughs> it sounds like you have a big um kind of emphasis on being organized and systems and processes. Mm. Um just hearing your power list and then you're talking about your processes for your business. Like why is that important for you and what tips do you have for listeners to get more organized or have a power list or and have these processes for whatever aspect of their life.
0: Um I was personally like really inspired by my dad's success. So um, he was like an international kindergarten, the, the owner of that,
1: ah. and he, he
0: had like full team running the whole day-to-day thing. So he was more of like a, a visionary, and I find that really, really cool. You know, I mean, cool, but like it's something that I want to aspire to aspire to be. So I, that's why I really, um, I really value like creating business systems where anyone can can come in and learn because I mean realistically like there's no secret in the world you can't you can't just you know keep everything to yourself it's it's great to share it's great to train people mm. and then let them grow with you yeah and then if they're meant to be your people they're going to stay if not you know they're not your people yeah and I think it's based on trust um, and that's something, the culture that my dad always, you know, created for his employees, you know, when they came to his funeral, everyone was like crying. It was wow. really emotional, but impactful mm. to see how the impact that my dad had on his team and everyone around him. And I just want it to be like that. Yes, I want it to, <laughs> this sounds really weird, but I know that I'm not the only one because apparently Gary V. says the same thing. And I was like, what? Why no, I'm, the I'm,
2: Jackson, what the hell?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I really want people to come like to my funeral and just feel like I've impacted their life or touched their life in some way. Mm. And that was from seeing like... How people react at my dad's funeral, and I was so touched. Yeah. Yeah. I
1: remember because you said that to me before, um when I saw you a few now a few years ago, isn't that right? Yeah. And um, but I remember you saying, you know, you, the question that was left with you after seeing your dad is, who's going to come to my funeral? You yeah. know, like who's going to come to your funeral and and feel that sense of oh, this person has really touched my life. And I thought that was an amazing takeaway from you know losing your dad and also just seeing the impact that your dad had yeah
0: yeah because I I don't know if it's like the same thing um but I feel like you know when you're invited to a wedding everyone wants to go but sometimes when you hear bad news and you're like oh I wasn't that close to this person don't know if I'm gonna go or not and I just feel like I don't want people to ever feel like that I want them to feel like I've contributed or impacted Their life in some way probably not everyone but you know i feel like the funeral is something that you kind of i want people to come and like pay respect to you or like i don't know no No, no, i think i really know this is a different vibe to like weddings like yeah. The funeral yeah weddings, complete
2: opposite yeah no no it makes sense and like a lot of people talk about kind of what would my 80 year, old, 80 year old self do it's mm-hmm. in a similar vein as in like because that feeds into so many things if you're doing a process document you're really thinking that I want this person to pick it up feel comfortable doing it do a yeah. nice job they respect that I spent the time showing them how to do it my emails to customers yeah, who knows where this is going to go. I'm going to be extra kind because it's a nice thing to do. Like, it's a real nice way to think about things because it's kind mm. of leading with kindness, I guess, is maybe mm. a way to summarize it mm. because yeah. people like kind people and they respect them and then you build a nice relationship with mm. them.
0: Yeah.
2: <laughs> that was a ramble? No,
1: no, I, re- I really love that. So, yeah, I mean, with the, just to summarize on the, so you see your processes and systems as ways of helping you a teach and empower other people, but yeah. also build something that people can partake in and, and almost like execute a bigger vision.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. You sums
1: it up so well. <laughs> no, I, nice. I absolutely love that. And um, yeah, I'm inspired
0: by that.
2: Have you, you've probably seen the McDonald's film, have you, the Ray Kroc, the founder?
0: Ooh, I have not seen that because
2: that that's like McDonald's Similar. success well it's two things it's built on but one is just the processes and like every second and the ingredients and everybody knows what they're doing it's really easy to train people up but then mm-hmm. it's like the real estate they bought lots of real estate where the McDonald's are that's a slightly different mm-hmm. point um, but you'd probably enjoy a lot from that story About how you kind of Got that up and running It's a really good film as well oh The founder I think it's on Amazon Prime
0: Okay Yeah I'll definitely yeah. Check that out And wow. um, What have you
1: How have you found ma- Running your own business And also Managing your mental well-being Because I think that's something All founders It's a co- continuous Challenge um, Running a business And trying to keep saying how have you found that aspect of it
0: um at first I felt like I needed to know everything and then like have everything figured out before I have a meeting with the team but then my mentor was like, why don't you ask the team? If you don't know, just bring it up. You don't have to know everything. And that's why they're there for you, right? <laughs> they're there as a team. And I was like, wow, okay, so that's a big realization. that I don't need to know everything. I need, I can share my struggle. Obviously, within reason, you're not going to be like, oh, my God, I don't know. Like, You still need to be in control and calm. Yes. Because really, if something's not working out, it's not the end of it right there's always option B C D so um, I would say stay calm get your team involved and then you might come up with something so much better than what you'd come up by yourself yeah
2: yeah no that makes sense really and kind of we're sadly coming towards the, the end, end yes this is- Blown by I don't know how (laughs) I think You're probably Out of all the guests We've had This series so far I think the next question You're going to answer The best So no pressure
0: No pressure
2: (laughs) It's It's around Recommendations and it could be to do with anything, whether it's well-being or startups, like any podcast or book recommendations or even groups that you know, like three or four of those will be really good. And then it'd be just really nice to hear again. We we touched on that at the start, but where can people find out more um, about what you're doing and if there's anything coming up? So it's recommendations, where to find out more and if there's anything coming up that you'd like to, to mention.
0: Okay. Um, so recommendations, I would say books, um, atomic habits purpose um and I would say video watch the start with why by Simon Sinek I know everyone raves about this but I think that's so cool I came across Simon Sinek through escape the city I was like wow this guy's great um and (laughs) yeah and um in terms of podcasts, I've really been enjoying listening to uh you know young people doing things um s- secret leaders um and then how I built this I really enjoyed it uh, yeah so and then of course Andy Frisella's podcast <laughs> a lot of swearing So <laughs> a cup of tea. yeah that's um podcast in terms of um the community I would recommend joining you know the rubber book club cuz they got me into to finishing my book. I struggle finishing a book and then I joined the rubber book club and I, I finish a book, my first book, and then I'm now, you know, I'd read a book in a week. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it's incredible. So, so join the rubber book club, because I know you guys um are a member as well, right? Yeah. yeah, Sam is, yeah. And I uh, my association. <laughs> um, and is there anything else that? You wanted me to share. I am mm-hmm. going to ask. Out of all of these
1: ones that you've recommended, which one has really given you the biggest impact in life?
0: Do purpose. Do purpose.
2: Yeah. I nice. like
0: cried when I read that. Really? Why? Just. Oh, because he talked about you know small businesses have small budget. You know, a big company might do one campaign and that's like your whole yearly income or something like that and I was like <laughs> I think that was the beginning of the lockdown and I really like I did struggle like just kind of think oh my god how am I gonna carry on and I read this book and I just cried <laughs> so hard um I finished the book within 24 hours yeah like, I loved it that much and I I would always recommend you know do books because they have lots of different I don't know categories but I feel like the do purpose is so well written Mm. David the the founder of do lectures yeah it's like such an incredible author so moving the way he writes it's like I could cry yeah oh I'm gonna read that I
2: I really I think they do an annual event they obviously Mm. haven't had it recently but I really want to go it sounds like the most fun and get where the
0: do lecture yeah yeah Oh, oh my god if you go tell me I'd oh, go yeah we'll all go yes
2: I was going to say for smart bustle. people but that's very rude it's yeah. like last and for yeah just people who like being productive and healthy inspired, and inspiring yeah. people
0: yeah who uh, loves like a growth you have growth mindset I love learning
1: yeah, yeah absolutely yeah. oh on that note everybody that brings yeah. us to the end of this Wonderful podcast. I mean, what what does long-term success and happiness look like for you, Kate? <laughs> I thought that was <laughs> the
2: end.
0: <laughs> no, no. Okay, big question. The
1: final, what, the final. final,
0: final. final. And, and what, where oh. can listeners find out more about what's coming up? Okay, um, long-term success and happiness is when, you know, um, when I become the the visionary of the business, and I can watch, you know, my team or the people grow from stage one to five. Um, and the whole business can run without me. I feel yeah. like that would be like something I'd want to leave, like a kind of a legacy. Yeah. <laughs> I know it sounds really like big when we're still a small business, but I really believe in, you know, dream the big. legacy, dream big. <laughs> um, where can people find us? They can find us on um you know, the usual, our website, where our leafage, our Instagram and LinkedIn. Um, we are not yet on TikTok. But we might be. <laughs> Coming
1: wow, soon. Gosh.
2: Exciting.
1: <laughs> that would be so fun. Oh, all the Terrarium videos. Amazing. Thank yeah. you so much, Kay, for joining us and being open and sharing some wonderful stories and an amazing uh, recommendation list that I can't wait to work through. Yeah. It's been
0: awesome. Thank you so much for having me, guys.
2: So that's the end of that episode. We hope you enjoyed. What did you learn? If you haven't subscribed yet, be sure you do. So you get first dibs on all future episodes.
1: Be sure to check out the previous ones too. There's tons of useful nuggets in them. We do the podcast for free in the hope that it is helpful to you. So any support is much appreciated to help us grow it. Tell a friend, your dog, your cat about the podcast. If you enjoyed it or even better, leave us a review. We absolutely love reading them.
2: If you fancy getting a little creative, be sure to check out at MYO London or at Creative Jungle Co on Instagram or just get in touch.
1: Here's to a more colorful, creative, and happier rest of your week.
2: You You got got this, you creative creative legends. legends!